1: Sask Egg Today is brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again
2: sooner. Ended up. Sask Egg Today with Doug Faulkner. Good afternoon and welcome to Sask Egg Today. Coming up on today's program, the latest Manitoba crop report is out. We'll tell you how far along harvest progress is in our Neighboring province. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is still awaiting word from Ottawa regarding their contribution to agri recovery. We'll hear from Minister Merritt on that and a number of other issues, including his recent trip to Mexico. As you may have heard yesterday, Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt announced funding of $5 million for the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Center in Saskatoon. We'll have all the details from that event, which was held just yesterday. And of course, it's week eight, our eighth and final week of GX94's Supper in the Field. We'll announce our winner coming up a little later on in the program. All of those stories and much more on today's edition of SAS Gang Today. Welcome back to SAS Gang Today. The latest Manitoba crop report suggests harvest progress in the province is at 85%, which is well ahead of the five-year average of 73%. James Fry is an applied production specialist with Manitoba Agriculture based in Roblin, and he focuses on the northwest region of the province.
1: Well, it's nice to pull into the lead for a change. Uh, We are now at 86%, so it may only be 1% ahead of the the provincial average, but... We'll take what we can get. Uh, it's been a, a good week for harvester in the region. For the most part, there was a bit of moisture in the midweek and uh, more over the weekend, which kind of slowed things down. But overall, we're sitting at about 99%, which is kind of a way of saying that there's probably still a few spring wheat fields out there that are yet to be harvested, but kind of in that more or less done range. Same for barley and oats. Canola is about eighty-five percent done regionally. Of course, that's an average. Some people have been done for a week or more, and uh, you know some people are probably a little behind that. It's going to de- very much depend on when those canola fields went into the ground. But eighty-five uh, percent as a as an average, and soybean is uh, beginning. Those acres are beginning to climb, so we see somewhere about half done, forty-five to fifty percent done for the. For the region. And uh, the good news there is that we've also seen some of those soybean yields climb. For spring wheat, we see a kind of a wide range of uh, yields somewhere in the 50 to 90 bushels range. So again, that's going to be very much dependent on how much rain a field received over the, the season. The quality of the wheat uh, seems to be good for the most part, although there are some reports of lower protein and canola yields kind of remaining in that pretty stable 40 to 55 bushel per acre range. Some reports have been coming in that producers, as they're dealing with some of the, the later seeded fields, they're wrestling with green stems. So that's been a challenge as, as they're trying to harvest some of those late later seeded fields. And as I mentioned, soybean yields have been climbing. Last week, I reported somewhere in the 30s range, but this week we've seen um, yields of 45 to 50 bushels so that's that's quite high and um i'm encouraging for uh producers to to see those what uh has not been harvested so far is sitting in that r8 stage so that basically means it's it's ready to harvest and i think if we see some drier weather over the next couple of days we'll probably see that percentage of harvested acres climb even further
2: he says it's too early to determine if the rain they've received over the past week will affect crop quality.
1: It could be for some things if they've been lying in a swath for a while, but um, canola tends to be very resilient in a swath, so I think we'll we'll probably still see uh, those acres come off successfully, and, and I think it's also fair to say that a lot of the canola that's still standing is probably straight cut, so I don't know that we would see too much loss in quality from, due to
2: to the rains. Fry says some livestock producers may still be trying to get a second cut of alfalfa.
1: I suppose there probably have been uh, producers who are still out working. The The rain certainly would have made life challenging for a lot of people in our region. And, you know, we've uh, reports of producers who are either, you know, now as the, as the grazing season kind of winds down, they're, they're either bringing them back to the yard for the winter or they're looking at supplemental feeding in the in the pastures so yeah I think we'll we'll probably begin to see that uh, season wrap up except for the uh, producers who have late season grazing plans you know there's whether that be swath grazing or bale grazing
2: and those sorts of things. He adds the latest rain will help out pasture conditions heading into the fall and winter.
1: Yeah from the crop report uh, province-wide we see that uh, the pasture conditions are rated as fair which is to say that you know they're not neither great nor nor exceptionally poor they there you know there was concern especially as it was so hot and so dry during different periods of the summer that pasture condition could deteriorate quite rapidly, but uh, this is thankfully a, probably a, a well needed drink of water for a lot of pasture across the region and um, allows them to go into the winter w- with their roots just a bit more recharged.
2: James Fry is an Applied Production Specialist with Manitoba Agriculture, based in Roblin. It's time now for the Beef and Forage Report, and that's a presentation of Priestville Salvage. See them for new and used ag parts. Beef and Forage Report. Chicago Mercantile Exchange cattle futures fell yesterday, pressured by technical selling and demand concerns. In CME's cattle markets, most active November feeders dropped 5.35 cents to 250.35 cents per pound. December live cattle dropped 2.7 cents to 185.65 cents per pound. December live cattle futures drop below their 20-day, 40-day and 50-day moving averages. November feeder cattle drop below the low end of its 20-day Bollinger range and its 100-day moving average. And that's today's beef and forage report. It's time now for the AgReview portion of our program, and that's a presentation of New Era Ag Technologies in Swan River. Future Ford has been serving the Melville area for over 30 years. They focus on the future. Their staff are ready for what's to come. Ford Tech is changing all the time with new vehicle technology like EV, self-driving, and more. Get ready to drive into the future. Why? Because the future is Future Ford. Cuba's pulse harvest nears completion. A provincial pulse specialist says it will vary as to whether dry bean growers are satisfied with the result. Dennis Lang says that 96% of Manitoba's dry bean crop has already come off the field. In the central region, 97% of its dry beans have been harvested, while 85 to 90% of the crop was taken off in the southwest and interlake regions. He adds that while they weren't at the same levels as last year, dry bean yields are on the right track historically. The warmer than normal September with no extended rain delays provided ample opportunity for growers to combine their crops. While the heat added dryness to the beans, it did not negatively affect quality. Ontario's Workplace Safety and Insurance Board says it will review how it handles claims from injured migrant workers after a tribunal found it did not treat a group of those workers appropriately. The group of seasonal agricultural workers went to the tribunal to argue for better compensation after their loss of income benefits maxed out at 12 weeks. The tribunal noted that workplace safety laws made an inappropriate assumption that workers could return to jobs either in Ontario or their home country after three months without considering their actual circumstances, such as whether they had recovered from injury or were capable of finding a job. The tribunal ruled loss of earning compensation should be based on migrant workers' ability to earn in their actual local labour market. Imports of live birds and unprocessed poultry and eggs from France were barred from Canada, effective Sunday, pending a risk assessment of France's duck vaccination program for avian flu. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency announced the temporary ban last Tuesday following France's move to require mandatory vaccination against highly pathogenic avian flu in ducks raised for meat production starting this month. The CFIA said it has been in close contact with French and European Union officials on the matter since June and received a presentation in July from France on that country's avian flu vaccination plan. France's plan was announced after the European Union passed legislation in March on use of vaccination to mitigate animal disease outbreaks. The French plan requires vaccinations of ducks for meat production. Vaccination of breeder ducks is permitted, but only for birds that will not be exported. The U.S. Department of Agriculture issued its Small Grains 2023 summary on Friday, showing a 10% increase in all wheat production in 2023 of 1.81 billion bushels while oat production dipped 1% at 57 million bushels, barley output rose 6% at 185 million. U.S. wheat in 2023 saw 49.757 million acres planted, expanding 8.3% from the previous year. Harvested acres came in at 37.272 million, besting 2022 by 5%. Yields increased from 46.5 bushels per acre in 2022 to 48.6 in 2023. Of the country's wheat coming off the fields, 1.248 billion bushels were winter wheat, up 13.1% from 2022. Spring wheat tallied 504.9 million bushels for a 4.6% increase. Durham reaped 59.329 million bushels down 7.3% from a year ago. Oat acres seeded in 2023 saw a slight decline from 2022 of 1% at 2.555 million. The amount of barley acres seeded in the U.S. rose 4.8% in 2023 at 3.101 million, and the harvested acres grew 4.5% at 2.555 million. The Alberta government has released a plan to help manage the more than 1,400 wild horses that call the province home. The government says it developed the feral horse management framework to help encourage the wild horses' sustainability while addressing the effect they have on the ecosystem. The plan seeks to reduce the pressures the movement of growing feral horse populations can put on the province's rangeland, wildlife and livestock, The province says some of the equine management zones in Alberta are facing significant sustainability challenges due to the size of horse populations. And be sure to listen to the latest SaskAg Today podcast. It's brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Please stay tuned. SaskAg Today will continue right after these messages. Livestock Market Conditions. U.S. live cattle futures for December closed at 186.02 today. That's up 37. February live cattle closed at 190.37, up 7. November feeder cattle closed at 250.42. That's up 7. January feeder cattle closed at 254.05, down 22. December lean hogs closed at 69.17, up 10. February lean hogs closed at 73.10, up 37. And that's the livestock market conditions. Welcome back to Saskank Today. I'm Doug Falconer. It's partly cloudy and 12 degrees in the Yorkton-Melville region. I'll have your complete weather details coming up at the top of the hour. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt is still awaiting word from Ottawa regarding their contribution to agri-recovery. In late August, the province announced $70 million toward the program to help producers who were impacted by drought conditions. Merritt says the last conversation he had with his federal counterpart, Lawrence McCauley, He'd hope to have an answer by the end of September.
3: We encourage the federal government, really urge them to look at this. Our our producers are anxiously waiting for this. Uh, We've got a lot of producers that had to go and and buy a lot of feed and truck it or they had to haul their lives to their uh, their herd somewhere. So I'm very hopeful that I hear something uh, before the end of the week that the federal government is in on the program.
2: Merritt also commented on the province's agriculture water stewardship policy which is still in the consultation phase until the end of this year. One of the policy's goals is to strike a balance of being resilient against flooding and drought, while supporting water quality for human use, agricultural production, industry and aquatic populations. The Saskatchewan Alliance for Water Sustainability delivered over 2,200 letters to the legislature last week, which call for a wetland conservation policy and better enforcement of illegal drainage projects to be included in the stewardship policy. When asked about it, Merritt replied that wetlands and better drainage are two things that are being talked about in consultations.
3: And that's kind of where we're held the deliberations and discussions say okay what what is going to be the uh, you know the acceptable level of, of wetlands and what uh, is going to be acceptable for drainage and how does it impact and you're right there's been challenges around drainage uh, for years you know for decades and uh, how do we how do we work with that and how do we work with landowners and how do we work with uh obviously the wetlands side of it as well so Saskatchewan is well-renowned for some of the most pristine uh, wetlands in, in probably all of North America. So uh, we just have to have that discussion, and we also have to uh, to work together to say, okay, what is acceptable and what isn't? And I think that's the discussion that's going through. And we want to make sure we get this right because there's uh, obviously there's two sides, and we just want to hopefully mitigate that and come through with a policy that really works for everybody.
2: The expectation is to have the stewardship policy in place by next spring. The next topic was his recent trade trip to Mexico City, where Merritt led a delegation to expand trade opportunities and promote the province's agriculture and mining sectors. He had conversations with Trimex, a Mexican grain milling company, Bimbo, a food company and former owner of Canada Bread, the Mexican division of CPKC, as well as stakeholders within the livestock industry.
3: Uh, What I heard from the companies there is they really like doing business with the companies here in Canada, and especially Western Canada and Saskatchewan as well. So those are the relationships we really want to build on. I think the other thing, we're virtually in the same time zone. Uh, There's well over 130 million people in Mexico, but those companies trade not only just in Mexico, they trade in all of Latin America and they trade even globally. So they're obviously looking for product and they're looking for opportunities to expand their uh, their markets as well. So I think it's a great trading relationship. We've built some very good friendships there that we continue to build on. And I think the one thing that uh, we're doing is telling a great story of what the farmers and ranchers are doing in Saskatchewan on the whole, uh, you know, high quality food, sustainable food, and we'll continue to grow more and uh, what the world needs. And I think there's some great opportunity uh, to grow that, and I think that's why it's important for us as a province to continue those relationships with countries like Mexico.
2: Merritt says one issue brought up in conversation was logistics, especially getting product from Canada to Mexico in a timely manner.
3: So that's why it was important for us to have the discussion with CP Kansas City is to see if there's some opportunity for growth there, and they're obviously they're excited about it. Uh, especially in Mexico. So we'll hopefully see, uh, some of that transpire and the companies will do direct. Uh, we we're given an example of a company, uh, here in Western Canada that did a, a unit train to a company in Mexico. Uh, and the uh, logistic time travel was 14 days. So if we can see that kind of turnaround and that kind of, uh, movement of the goods to, uh, from, you know, Western Canada to Mexico then, you know, maybe there's a greater opportunity. And and when we talk to the companies about it, they're obviously looking at it too. They've had those discussions. Now I think they've just worked through the details with their respective partners that they're doing business with.
2: In 2022, Saskatchewan exports to Mexico exceeded $1 billion. Please stay tuned. SaskAng today will continue right after these messages. Commodities update. Canola Futures closed down across the board today. November canola closed at seven hundred ten eighty, down six dollars sixty cents. January canola closed at seven hundred nineteen sixty, down five dollars eighty cents. December Minneapolis wheat closed at seven eleven and three quarters, down thirteen and three of a cent. December Kansas City Wheat closed closed at six sixty six and a half down sixteen and three quarters of a cent December Chicago wheat closed at five sixty per bushel, down eight and a half cents December corn closed at four eighty six per bushel, down one and a half cents. November soybeans closed at twelve seventy three per bushel, up a quarter of a cent. December oats closed at four twenty nine per bushel, down seven and a half cents, and that's the commodities update, as you may have heard yesterday. Saskatchewan Agriculture Minister David Merritt announced funding of five million dollars for the Saskatchewan Food Industry Development Center in Saskatoon. He says the funding delivered through the Sustainable Canadian Agricultural Partnership will support the food center's work to enable the continued growth of value-added revenue and agri-food exports in the province over the next five years.
4: It really is a pleasure for me to announce the funding program for another five years of uh, $5 million, so it'll be $1 million a year for the next five years for the food centre. I really do value this facility and the work that it does. In everything we're trying to do within government to uh, create more value-added processing, and I also want to recognize all those uh, entrepreneurs that have the thought and idea of uh, something they want to, to develop uh, on the food side, whatever the case may be. And I've happened to have met a lot of those young entrepreneurs have gone on to really establish themselves in the value chain and the food processing uh, industry as well. So but it really speaks well of everything we're doing here in this province in the whole sustainability agriculture piece. When you look at our primary agriculture, whether through crops, livestock, all of it, we are becoming world-known and uh, very well-recognized within the food industry from the processing side globally on not only what we grow here, how we grow it, but also now looking at opportunities on on the value-added chain. The one thing that I've made pretty clear in my travels uh, globally is to companies to say, yes, we grow it here, but everybody seems to want want it. So it's going to be uh, who's going to come and get it first. And we're starting to see that really starting to happen now with global companies that are really taking an interest in what's happening here in the province of Saskatchewan, which is a true reflection of the entire team here at the food centre.
2: Clinton Monchuk, the Executive Director of Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan, also spoke at the funding announcement.
0: For those of you who do not know Farm and Food Care Saskatchewan, our goal with our members is to make sure we're engaging with the general public about how food is grown, not only here in Saskatchewan, but across the country. The disconnect between those who consume Canadian food and those who grow it is widening. We can see this every year in this, or in every five years when they do the census. We see a larger migration into urban settings. We see fewer farms, fewer farmers, and we see a larger responsibility for farms to adapt new technologies to produce high quality, abundant, safe food. This is why the Farm and Food Care team has developed a national engagement strategy called Canadian Food Focus to reach those who are curious about food and how it's grown. Last month on Canadian Food Focus in our various different media channels, uh, we engaged with just over one million individuals, mainly in urban settings, and this was through likes and views and, and all these different engagements online. And I just received word this morning that our podcast, called Ask a Farmer, was nominated and uh, in the running for uh, Canadian Agriculture Marketers uh, Association Award as well. So it's great to see that happen. So we are going out there and we are trying to meet some of those questions that are coming up from our urban audience about the, the current food system. Every year, the month of October is declared Ag Month by the province of Saskatchewan really we have lots to be thankful for here in this province. We have the most arable land in Canada, we have top-notch research facilities and we have cutting-edge food processing like right here at the food centre. This year, Agriculture Month will focus on the achievements within food and farming. Not only of the past, but looking forward into the future on what the good things that will be done like right here at the food centre. Also, for those of you who do not know, I am a farmer. I farm with my family outside of Lanigan, Saskatchewan. In fact, I grew up uh, just across the road where my great-grandfather homesteaded back in 1906. And it comes full circle because my son, who's 14, was harvesting with us this past year, Uh, he combined right up until he had to go to school. And I think that should he, my daughter, or my nieces decide to farm on our family farm, that would be five generations of Saskatchewan farmers with our family. So when you consider the Saskatchewan landscape, we realize that all the technologies, all these innovations that are developed here in Saskatchewan, like direct seeding or this new healthier rapeseed called canola, have made us more sustainable. These achievements and the new ones that are yet to come are going to keep generations of Saskatchewan farmers more sustainable into the future. So as we go forward into the month of October, remember that this province was built on agriculture. It's not by chance that we're the world's top exporter of numerous different commodities, developers of new genetics, and implementers of new technologies. It's a choice. It's a choice that we make through dedication, hard work, innovation, and investment, like Minister Merritt said. We're global leaders in food and farming, and this is really, truly something that we have to celebrate in this great province. So, please consider during Agriculture Month by taking some online photos, be a part of our online activities, by using the hashtag CelebrateAg. And for all of you out there, too, for more information, you can go to our website, which is farmfoodcaresk.org.
2: Established in 1997, the Food Center is a nonprofit organization offering pathfinding product development, and commercialization services to agri-food processors. It has supported the development and processing of over 1,000 new products, consulted with more than 500 companies, and assisted in product commercialization related to almost all new agri-food startups in Saskatchewan. Please stay tuned, we'll announce our GX94 Supper in the Field winner next. Welcome back to SaskAg Today, I'm Doug Falconer. It's the eighth and final week of the harvest edition of GX94's Supper in the Field. We had 239 entries yesterday, and I called our lucky winner this morning. Hello? Hello, is this Tyler? Yeah, who's this? Hey Tyler, it's Doug Falconer calling from GX94 Radio in Yorkton. How are you today? Not bad, how about you? Good. The sun's shining. Hopefully, it'll dry up enough. We can start combining out there again.
0: Well, up, up here in Sturgis, unfortunately, it's not shining yet. But hopefully, pretty soon it will be.
2: Okay. Well, hey, the reason I'm calling is we drew your name for supper in the field. Oh, really? Yeah. Awesome. So is it all right? I don't right? know when we'll.
0: I don't know when we'll get going again, but. All right. Hopefully, uh, Hopefully soon.
2: All right. Well, we can bring you some supper tonight, anyway, regardless. Tyler Peniak Farms in the Sturgis area. Our sponsors for gx 94 Supper in the Field are Yorkton Auction Centre, Sask Milk, LDC, Gowan Canada, Milligan Bio, Jump.ca, Maple Ag and Outdoor, Farm Credit Canada, Smith Steel, Minute Muffler and Break, The Chalet Restaurant, and Razor Cellar at the Yorkton Hotel. It's now coming up on 1 o'clock in Saskatchewan, 2 o'clock in Manitoba. Time to check the GX94 precision weather forecast for the Quill Lakes, Hudson Bay, Swan River, Broadview, Mooseman, Indian Head and Yorkton, Melville, Roblin, Russell regions today. Mainly cloudy with a 40% chance of spotty showers, winds west at 15 to 30 and a high of 12 degrees. For tonight, a 90% chance of rain, winds northwest at 20 to 35, and a low of 5. For tomorrow, a 50% chance of spotty showers, winds northwest at 20 to 40, a high of 7, an overnight low of plus 1. For Friday, sunny, winds northwest at 15 to 25, and a high of just 6. For Saturday, partly to mainly sunny, a high of 17. And Sunday, sunny, a high of 15. In the Paw, it's 9 degrees. Swan River and Roblin are at 11. Dauphin and Show Lake-Russell, 13. Brandon, 14. Regina and Hudson Bay reporting in at 9. Saskatoon Indian Head, 11. Broadview Mooseman, 12. Winyard-Wadena-Kelvington, 10. The Yorkton-Melville region has a cloudy sky, a west wind at 13 kilometers an hour. 64% is the relative humidity. The temperature is 12 degrees. That's your agriculture weather, and that'll do it for Sask Ag Today for today. Be sure to tune in again tomorrow at 12.15 Saskatchewan time for another edition of the program. It's time now for the news and sports headlines. Saskeg today has been brought to you by Future Ford in Melville. Future
1: Ford is your automotive expert. From sales to service, they're the ones you can trust to get you rolling again sooner.